Today is January the 30th. Today, we see that Pharaoh will know. Today, as we read through the Bible in a year, please read Exodus chapters 5 through 7. Now, in Exodus 4, we jumped over one part. As the Lord is convincing Moses to go and speak to Pharaoh, he tells Moses, throw your shepherd's staff on the ground. He does so, and it becomes a snake. Now, the shepherd's staff becomes very important. In fact, after the Lord just says, Moses, go, just go, he says in 4.17, and take your shepherd's staff with you and use it to perform the miraculous signs that I've shown you. Moses's staff is used, I believe, in seven out of the ten plagues. Um, Moses goes before Pharaoh, chapter 5, verse 1, and he says, This what the Lord, the God of Israel, says, Let my people go, so they may hold a festival in my honor in the wilderness. It's Pharaoh's response. Is that so? retorted Pharaoh. Who is the Lord? Why should I listen to him and let Israel go? I don't know the Lord. He'll be sorry he ever said he didn't know the Lord. Moses goes out from Pharaoh's presence. The Lord meets him and he talks to him. In chapter 6, verse 7, he says, Moses, I'll claim you, I'll claim Israel as my own people. I'll be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord uh, who delivers you from Egypt. Then in chapter 7, Moses goes before Pharaoh and in 7.5, he says to Pharaoh, when I raise my powerful hand and bring out the Israelites, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. Twelve times in the next ten chapters, the Lord says, Pharaoh, you will know that I am the Lord. And in fact, it's in chapter 18, verse 11, when Israel has now left Egypt and Moses is with his father-in-law Jethro, that Jethro speaks up after he hears how Israel left Egypt and says, Now I know that the Lord is God. Knowing that the Lord is God is... Um, the sum total of these chapters. All of this is so that Pharaoh and the Egyptians will know that the Lord is the only true God. Right after Moses says this to Pharaoh, Aaron drops his staff in front of Pharaoh and his magicians, and it becomes, although the translation says a serpent, it's actually not the same kind of serpent that Moses's staff became. Aaron's staff becomes a sea serpent, a dragon. 
Pharaoh's magicians do the same thing, throw their staffs down, and, and they become serpents as well. But Aaron's staff devours them. Now, why? Partly, I believe, it's because Egypt believed that it was the representation of the god Wajit, who was a great dragon. Have you ever seen pictures of Egyptian uh, pharaohs that have a crown that include a cobra on it? That's Wajit. God is saying to Pharaoh, I've got your God on a leash. My boys here, Moses and Aaron, they can bring him and get rid of him at will. <laughs> Enjoy today as you read Exodus 5 through 7. After this presentation to Israel's leaders, Moses and Aaron went and spoke to Pharaoh. They told him, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel, says. Let my people go, so they may hold a festival in my honor in the wilderness. Is that so? retorted Pharaoh. And who is the Lord? Why should I listen to him and let Israel go? I don't know the Lord, and I will not let Israel go. But Aaron and Moses persisted. The God of the Hebrews has met with us, they declared. So let us take a three-day journey into the wilderness so we can offer sacrifices to the Lord our God. If we don't, he will kill us with a plague or with the sword. Pharaoh replied, Moses and Aaron, why are you distracting the people from their task? Get back to work. Look, there are many of your people in the land, and you are stopping them from their work. That same day, Pharaoh sent this order to the Egyptian slave drivers and the Israelite foremen. Do not supply any more straw for making bricks. Make the people get it themselves, but still require them to make the same number of bricks as before. Don't reduce the quota. They are lazy. That's why they are crying out. Let us go and offer sacrifices to our God. Load them down with more work. Make them sweat. That will teach them to listen to lies. So the slave drivers and the foremen went out and told the people, This is what Pharaoh says. I will not provide any more straw for you. Go out and get it yourselves. Find it wherever you can. But you must produce just as many bricks as before. So the people scattered throughout the land of Egypt in search of stubble to use as straw. Meanwhile, the Egyptian slave drivers continued to push hard. Meet your daily quota of bricks, just as you did when we provided you with straw, they demanded. Then they whipped the Israelite foreman they had put in charge of the work crews. Why haven't you met your quotas either yesterday or today? They demanded. So the Israelite foreman went to Pharaoh and pleaded with him. Please don't treat your servants like this, they begged. We are given no straw, but the slave drivers still demand, make bricks. We are being beaten, but it isn't our fault. Your own people are to blame. But Pharaoh shouted, you are just lazy. Lazy. That's why you are saying, let us go out and offer sacrifices to the Lord. Now get back to work. No straw will be given to you, but you must still produce the full quota of bricks. The Israelite foremen could see that they were in serious trouble. When they were told, you must not reduce the number of bricks you make each day. As they left Pharaoh's court, they confronted Moses and Aaron, who were waiting outside for them. 
The foreman said to them, May the Lord judge and punish you for making a stink before Pharaoh and his officials. You have put a sword into their hands, an excuse to kill us. Then Moses went back to the Lord and protested, Why have you brought all this trouble on your own people, Lord? Why did you send me? Ever since I came to Pharaoh as your spokesman, he has been even more brutal to your people, and you have done nothing to rescue them. Then the Lord told Moses, Now you will see what I will do to Pharaoh. When he feels the force of my strong hand, he will let the people go. In fact, he will force them to leave his land. And God said to Moses, I am Yahweh, the Lord. I appeared to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob as El Shaddai, God Almighty. But I did not reveal my name, Yahweh, to them. And I have reaffirmed my covenant with them. Under its terms, I promise to give them the land of Canaan, where they were living as foreigners. You can be sure that I have heard the groans of the people of Israel, who are now slaves to the Egyptians, and I am well aware of my covenant with them. Therefore, say to the people of Israel, I am the Lord, I will free you from your oppression and will rescue you from your slavery in Egypt. I will redeem you with a powerful arm and great acts of judgment. I will claim you as my own people, and I will be your God. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God who has freed you from your oppression in Egypt. I will bring you into the land I swore to give Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. I will give it to you as your very own possession. I am the Lord. So Moses told the people of Israel what the Lord had said, but they refused to listen anymore. They had become too discouraged with the brutality of their slavery. Then the Lord said to Moses, Go back to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, and tell him, Let the people of Israel leave his country. But Lord, Moses objected, My own people won't listen to me anymore. How can I expect the Pharaoh to listen? I'm such a clumsy speaker. But the Lord spoke to Moses and Aaron, and he gave them orders for the Israelites and for Pharaoh, the king of Egypt. The Lord commanded Moses and Aaron to lead the people of Israel out of Egypt. These are the ancestors of some of the clans of Israel. The sons of Reuben, Israel's oldest son, were Hanuk, Palu, Hezron, and Carmi. Their descendants became the clans of Reuben. The sons of Simeon were Jemuel, Jamin, Ohada, Jachin, Zohar, and Shaul. Shaul's mother was a Canaanite woman. Their descendants became the clans of Simeon. These are the descendants of Levi, as listed in their family records. The sons of Levi were Gershon, Koharth, and Merari. Levi lived to be 137 years old. The descendants of Gershon included Libani and Shema, each of whom became the ancestors of a clan. The descendants of Kohath included Amram, Ishkar, Hebron, and Uziel. Kohath lived to be 133 years old. The descendants of Merari included Mari and Mushi. These are the clans of the Levites, as listed in their family records. Amram married his father's sister, Joshebet, and she gave birth to his sons, Aaron and Moses. Amram lived to be 137 years old. The sons of Ishkar were Korah, Nepheg, and Zikhari. The sons of Uziel were Mishael, Elzaphan, and Sithri. 
Aaron also married Elisheba, the daughter of Ananadab and sister of Nashon. She gave birth to his sons Nadab, Abihu, Eleazar, and Ithamar. The sons of Korah were Ashur, Elkanah, and Abasif. Their descendants became the clans of Korah. Eleazar, son of Aaron, married one of the daughters of Putiel. She gave birth to his son Phinehas. These are the ancestors of the Levite families listed according to their clans. The Aaron and Moses named in this list are the same ones whom the Lord said, Lead the people of Israel out of the land of Egypt like an army. It was Moses and Aaron who spoke to Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, about leading the people of Israel out of Egypt. When the Lord spoke to Moses in the land of Egypt, he said to him, I am the Lord. Tell Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, everything I am telling you. But Moses argued with the Lord, saying, I can't do it. I am such a clumsy speaker. Why should Pharaoh listen to me? Then the Lord said to Moses, Pay close attention to this. I will make you seem like a god to Pharaoh, and your brother Aaron will be your prophet. Tell Aaron everything I command you, and Aaron must command Pharaoh to let the people of Israel leave his country. But I will make Pharaoh's heart stubborn, so I can multiply my miraculous signs and wonders in the land of Egypt. Even then, Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you, so I will bring down my fist on Egypt. Then I will rescue my forces, my people, the Israelites, from the land of Egypt with great acts of judgment. When I raise my powerful hand and bring out the Israelites, the Egyptians will know that I am the Lord. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord had commanded them. Moses was eighty years old, and Aaron was eighty-three when they made their demands to Pharaoh. Then the Lord said to Moses and Aaron, Pharaoh will demand, Show me a miracle. When he does this, say to Aaron, Take your staff and throw it down in front of Pharaoh, and it will become a serpent. So Moses and Aaron went to Pharaoh and did what the Lord had commanded them. Aaron threw down his staff before Pharaoh and his officials, and it became a serpent. Then Pharaoh called in his own wise men and sorcerers, and these Egyptian magicians did the same thing with their magic. They threw down their staffs, which also became serpents. But then Aaron's staff swallowed up their staffs. Pharaoh's heart, however, remained hard. He still refused to listen just as the Lord had predicted. Then the Lord said to Moses, Pharaoh's heart is stubborn, and he still refuses to let the people go. So go to Pharaoh in the morning as he goes down to the river. Stand on the bank of the Nile and meet him there. Be sure to take along the staff that turned into a snake. Then announce to him, The Lord the God of the Hebrews has sent me to tell you, Let my people go so they can worship me in the wilderness. Until now, you have refused to listen to him. So, this is what the Lord says. I will show you that I am the Lord. Look, I will strike the water of the Nile with this staff in my hand, and the river will turn into blood. The fish in it will die, and the river will stink. The Egyptians will not be able to drink the water from the Nile. Then the Lord said to Moses, Tell Aaron, take your staff and raise your hand over the waters of Egypt all its rivers, canals, ponds, and all the reservoirs. Turn all the water into blood. Everywhere in Egypt, the water will turn to blood, even the water stored in wooden bowls and stone pots. So Moses and Aaron did just as the Lord commanded them. As Pharaoh and all of his officials watched, 
Aaron raised his staff and struck the water of the Nile. Suddenly, the whole river turned to blood. The fish in the river died, and the water became so foul that the Egyptians couldn't drink it. There was blood everywhere throughout the land of Egypt. But again, the magicians of Egypt used their magic, and they, too, turned water into blood. So Pharaoh's heart remained hard. He refused to listen to Moses and Aaron, just as the Lord had predicted. Pharaoh returned to his palace and put the whole thing out of his mind. Then all of the Egyptians dug along the river banks to find drinking water, for they couldn't drink the water from the Nile. Seven days passed from the time the Lord struck the Nile. Scripture reading from the New Living Translation by Emily Herrera. Like, follow, and subscribe to this devotional on whatever platform you use to listen to it. Tomorrow, we'll see the plagues of Egypt. Let's Find Out Together has a companion podcast called Salty Saints. Zach Kelly and I discuss apologetics, scripture, and theology. Look for it on your favorite podcast app.